0: all right here we go all right dream warriors it's peter and it's mark Hello. mark yeah. 103 103 mark what are we talking about today stan the man stanley legacy r.i.p rest in peace mm-hmm. for dream warriors one zero three let's hit that music okay we're back mark how are you feeling
1: oh i'm so sad you would think that I'm actually related to Stanley based on the texts that I've gotten over the last few days. That he was like my uncle.
0: I've I've had a lot of people reach out to me about yeah. it, and um, I my my response was uh, I I did not I uh, I don't know. Him. I don't know. Him. I never met uh, no. him. Never. I just,
1: I just took the the sympathies, <laughs> and I go oh, much uh oh. much obliged.
0: Yeah, um, I just said uh, understood uh thanks. Yeah, I, ne- I never even said for any of them thanks for thinking of me because i'm somewhat offended by any of them because I, I view myself as a as a person of multitudes mm-hmm. and i'm not like in no way am i am i that simple like I, I'm, am i that simple to be affected by someone i've never met mm. but anyway uh, I didn't even
1: doing the work i had a, a- horrible experience when prince died like a terrible yeah which is
0: weird because you never well wait um am i mistaken have you met prince no i've I've seen
1: him perform nine times like i've seen him in concert nine times but you never
0: like hung out with him
1: no no no. or
0: he never sent you like a birthday card (laughs) (laughs) no oh okay all right i got you okay i
1: feel like i've had i had a very uh visceral ridiculous experience when he passed it was insane i
0: think this is a fundamental difference between you. You and me, where I'm all emotion. Well, You're yeah, I, motion. I, it, it's not that I don't have have a heart. I think the the last time I was maybe like shocked a little bit from a celebrity death was The Ultimate Warrior, mm. and that's because he um, he was previously on Raw that night, and he was going to be the uh, new WWE ambassador, and then uh, he gives like yeah a speech, it gets into the Hall of Fame and then dies. Hmm. And I I, I I thought that was a little sad because he had a long dispute with the WWE and it was good to see that everyone came came to terms. But uh but you know it's not like I was uh you know it's not like I was skipping meals. Right. Yeah. You're still able to eat after Yeah, I was just like, oh wow, that sucks. Like uh oh my God, life goes on. But hey, hey, hey. But anyone just joining us, this is Dream Warriors Podcast where peter and sometimes with guests mark uh you know we talk about all things geek mm. we do comics streaming wwe nfl coffee energy drinks food no <laughs> we do all kinds of things but uh we're about two years deep into this podcast and for anyone out there that wants to support the show if you're listening to us on soundcloud there's a link and that can jump right to our donation page you can make donations that helps me work with some of our contributors like Mark that money goes to pizza so nice. when mark's Money's here pizza. mark can get fed dominos pizza his favorite pizza yawn. his his most mark mark came in he was so excited over our dominos pizza that, right that he <laughs> said this is the best italian pizza i ever had I and he wolfed down that. almost a, a entire dominos oh, pie I But then, uh, and there's other ways to support us. There's a donation page or a donation link at akapad.com. That's my website. You can make a donation through PayPal. And if you don't want to shed out the ducats and the cabbage, you can find us on social media at akapad on Instagram, Mm -hmm. well, Twitter, and Snapchat. Snapchat, we do one theme a day. You know what today's Snapchat theme was? No, I don't have Snapchat. Showing your appreciation. For when people do things for you oh. and it was it was me getting the pieces for for our uh, date night oh. <laughs> <laughs> and aka pad 13 on instagram and facebook and aka pad again on the twitter where i mostly dump my consciousness and if mm-hmm. you want to see running thoughts from peter go to me on twitter now back to the financials you can find me on etsy where you can Purchase creative services and artwork. All that money goes to supporting the show because we take we take a lot of time. We put a lot of love into into Dream Warriors and and yeah, you know, Mark. Yeah, and Mark's on his way of becoming more of a regular contributor. So I want to be able to hook Mark up. I want to be able to get Mark a nice Christmas present to show my appreciation. So we need, you, headset. We need you people buying things. out right. want a new headset. want a new headset. I'm going to buy and control my headset. Yeah, so uh, real quick. So getting to –
1: Oh, well, so you can text me moral support or maybe poems – <laughs> maybe like things that like, and then there was just one set of footprints, you know, stuff like that. And that would, that would encourage me throughout the yeah. day. And keep in mind. I don't really have a lot of direct I would content. pitch Mark social
0: media <laughs> if he did anything on I social know. media. I'm working on it. It's a, it's a, we've thought we've about this. You, we fought, Yeah, we go into, I think, uh, I was actually developing, side note, an outline of a book uh, that was self-improvement mm. with social media. The way that you can use social media to harness you like and to develop your personality and to develop a world view, um it's it, like a positive outlook on the social media reach yours versus consistent i think you're like, consistent
1: versus, through the you know through like the six platforms almost really you yeah know, it, it, it goes yeah
0: because like even 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 tonight like you just coming here hmm. it was on my uh ig story and it was also on my uh my snapchat so, like, even before you got here, I did maybe, like, 20 or 30 snaps on that theme. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll show a little bit of them to you. But every every single day is a theme on Snapchat. And it's, they're usually themes aren't, like, just reminders for people, ideas that, that I have, things I noticed, some of it's methodology. I might show people, like, how to cook something. But every single day, I do a theme. So the whole idea is it's, a, it's almost like Pete's self-help book done in, like, real time. And 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 the Snapchat is growing because Snapchat only works for your contact list, Hmm. so or you have to tell someone about the other Snapchat account. And I get new people adding me through um, username like every single day. Okay, Okay. and that's big. Someone is telling that person about me. But yeah, so getting to our topic at hand, Stanley. uh, Before we get into this, I I just want to make one statement. Okay, here we go. (laughs) <laughs> uh Lee served in the military. Mm-hmm. And That'd didn't didn't write The Fantastic Four till his late 30s. I think he was 38 or 39 when he finally wrote Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I for the for that alone and for taking a job that he had through nepotism and doing what he did with it. It's one of the great nepotism stories in American history. With that being said, um, I, I do honor him for serving, for sticking it out, for not uh, being a puss. But he got called. He went into, war, you know, like not particularly war zones. He, he didn't do what Jack Kirby did. Like Jack Kirby was infantry. You now he literally killed and punched Nazis. But Stanley did serve. He has my uh, deep appreciation for that. That might be the last nice thing I have to say about the guy. <laughs> uh, Kirby was
1: 44 when he started drawing FF. Now, remember, so there was a couple things I thought of when he died. First off – Well,
0: I, not Kirby, sanely. Yeah. No, but, I know, but I'll, I'll kind of oh, it, oh, but Kirby, it okay. It yeah, if, oh, okay. So it was, doing, yeah. It, it's interesting Just,
1: that they, they created the Marvel Universe in their, like, 30s and 40s. Yeah. Like, it seemed like a young man's game – but basically, there wasn't going... He was going to quit. They wanted him to do these certain things, and, he, and he, yeah. Stanley was going to quit, and his wife actually said... Was it Joan?
0: Yeah, I think she said, "Do like, do that one idea you had, or something. Like, yeah. that was a little bit of, of the lore. She, right. she she nudged him.
1: say, so, hey, do that and see what happens. At least if you get... He, he thought it was in between him walking out or getting fired. A little bit of both. Yeah. And he says, well, do that one thing, and then that ended up being Fantastic Four, and if that hits... You know, we'll just see what, ha- we'll just see what happens. Well, yeah. That basically started all of it. That
0: started yeah. all of it. So, like, I was thinking a little bit about this today. Because I think that's the biggest point with Stanley that people ignore. Was that, you know, how late in the game he got into the, not like, well, he was making a living, he was making money, he was living in New York. But how late in the game he had a, a excuse me, a success. Mm-hmm. Okay? You and I are, we're, we're that age. right? Okay? And. This is a little bit of the worldview, that I th- like uh, the wisdom that came through the the original Marvel run. There is a worldview, there is a wisdom, there is a teaching to that initial block. Mm-hmm. You know, from like what would you say, like early sixties to sixty two, or probably sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. So it's not even ten years, but that that original block has real world drama that i think you ha- you have to live a life to be able to portray it mm-hmm. and people again yeah people have this manifestation that it, it was they were young they were like gunslinging they were throwing mm-hmm. ideas out there they were that's take- like
1: almost the image concept it's like oh they were, it, that's almost like the, what you would feel that Stanley and jack Kirby yeah we were t- like 20 you know and then they were creating this universe yeah. essentially with you know with Z and uh,
0: yeah the two of them the three of them at that point uh, pay their, their dues. I'm not 100% familiar with Dicko leaning into like basically the Spider Man character. Like, how long he was doing. Like, he was I, doing I think. monster you- books. Yeah, but he was was he as was he as seasoned as Kirby was by that point? Um, not as much, but he had a good, but, but he, had he a good run. But he ha- he he was like within his he career. He was a timely guy. Yeah, yeah, he
1: worked for Timely. Okay, worked uh, for Timely, and it was mainly monster books. It was mainly these weirdo monsters, scary things. Yeah,
0: so it's it's amazing that so what my one of my big criticisms with St. Lee is that he, when I get it, you get success late in the game. And I perfectly, I even understand him going into like the eighties, like hoarding it. But it gets to the point where, when if and and I always go to the I think the nineteen ninety five Spider-Man animated series episode where they Spider-Man meets Stan Lee, mm. which was common at the time because Stain Lee and Jack Kirby were meta; they were their own characters in, in Fantastic Four, right. like essentially the one above all is either Stanley or jack Kirby, right mm-hmm. okay so we have to tell people real side note who is one above all mark
1: well i go i mean like like
0: like where where does it come from from the marvel comic book yeah. lore
1: i mean in my mind it's still i i'm still a Stanley person
0: Okay, so, so no, so... I think the gen- well,
1: you mean, like, the genesis of, like, if I have to put one above the other... Well, no,
0: I mean, like, the it, when is it... Ref- it was only... The one above all is alluded to being the creator and the the, the the god-like being in the Marvel Universe. But it's only been referenced in the comics, like, right. three or four times. Mm-hmm. One of the most... Was the most recent with Peter Parker? What was it? There was... I think there was a Straczynski... Uh, Comic where mm-hmm. where Peter Parker meets the One Above All and they have like a a meeting on like a park bench or something. It was like something where, but the One Above All is the only referenced a handful of times. Mm-hmm. People believe it's Jack Kirby. Some people believe it's Stanley. Some people believe it's like both of them.
1: Well, yeah, when it, when Wade did it, Wade did it in FF, and it was like clearly it was Kirby. You know, it was clearly, yeah. and it was done in a in a in a side way, and you know, okay, so,
0: so okay, so getting back to the Spider-Man animated series, they kind of did a one-above-all take where Spider-Man meets his creator. He meets Stain Lee. Now, by this point, Stain Lee was so distant from Steve Ditko, and Steve Ditko also rejected the comic book community. Mm-hmm. And I would say there's there's valid reasons for that. That's maybe, like, another subject. But by this point, Stain Lee and his career... Like the, there's very there's very few other places it, it could go, okay. Like you you have the accolades, you have all the attention, you definitely have money, okay. I don't think he was an employee of Marvel by that point, by the the mid '90s, right? He there was, was
1: tons of different things where he, they they would have him as like an ambassador. They would put his name in there. Yeah, so they would give him some publishing, but he some got money. money though, right?
0: Yeah, and and he got the licensing because it would be There Was later. a period of time when I think he didn't get anything for okay. for a while, but. At this point, though, what I don't understand is that Spider-Man is a co-creation, and for an animated series, you can easily draw in the other guy. Mm-hmm. You can, like, so if, even if Steve Ditko was this and that. No, you would have hated it. He may <laughs> have, have but how wonderful of a gesture it would have been for Stanley Lee to refuse that unless they put in Ditko. And and for, for that to get back to Deco and and maybe let that, let the healing begin. And look, I will go right to the Ultimate Warrior in WWE. Um, there was n- nothing, there was no other bad blood that I've ever seen between, like, a creative, like, character, we'll just say the Ultimate Warrior, you know, and WWE to where that took about 15 years for that relationship to reheal. And that's why it was a little bit heartbreaking when he had his heart attack because they just healed. But if the two of them can like And look, WWE put out DVDs knocking The Ultimate Warrior. They were like hit pieces Okay? okay. They they Threw that guy's name through mud Okay? You couldn't talk nice About Ultimate Warrior if you work For WWE. Like you couldn't do it And they came to terms mm-hmm. So all of this stuff to me Is like oh, they this, they go that I, I don't care. I think they could Have came to terms. I don't think Shane Lee Did any effort to heal him and Dicko, even within Dicko's passing. And his caned lines were like, oh, I was working around great people like this and that. He 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 had so many chances to get clear and specific with what the contributions were, where he could eliminate controversy. And the longer he lived, the more controversy came up around who did what, where, when, and why. And I get it. These are creative rooms okay and and in fact no one owns spider-man a company owns spider-man like no one right. person it doesn't even in the way it doesn't matter but when the um, the adulation became like a part of his stick meaning so
1: his entire celebrity is built around I'm the creator of the Marvel Universe yeah so I think the dichotomy I think that where we we've and we've talked about this on the show before Um. There's two different mindsets. So, there's, 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 it's been a divide, I would say, I don't know, in the last 20 years, where basically you're like Kirby, I hate, you know, pro Kirby, I hate Stanley. Yeah. Or you're like Stanley, it doesn't get enough credit. Like, I kind of feel, or like that he sh- doesn't deserve all the credit, but I feel like he deserves a lot of it. You know, I feel that because here's the thing is that we wouldn't be having a lot. We wouldn't probably even have this show. We wouldn't have a lot of the culture that we have.
0: You, you, you referenced yeah. that before
1: well here's the thing yeah. well if you watch there's different there's again the, the youtube's a huge resource but there were times when the business was moving to a certain level he was giving the artists more creative control and that was in roy thomas and other people started to come in jerry conway started to write over top and he was leaving these books where he would leave spider man yeah. and other people were scripting it because he was doing college tours he was doing a lot of like underground cultural very important things that like made it this counterculture movement to which made, which flipped it to mainstream. Yeah. where comics were cool. So, I think if it wasn't for that, there wouldn't have been these licensing deals and you know, he was well, I, I, th- I think as that as creating that and then going into that that made that's why we have everything we have today. Well,
0: maybe. But then again,
1: that's that is well, 100% because remember Superman, they they, they outsold Superman.
0: Okay, yeah. Ton. Well, that's because there's there's more Books <laughs> there's just more books to sell, meaning that if if Marvel didn't exist and it was just DC, DC could have been getting all of it. Like you follow me? Mm, I like
1: think, I think that he created people and the culture and having that like hippie culture and the counterculture and doing those college stores. I think that that is a whole new thing. Well, Super he Surfer he he created that. You know, he's like looking at the culture and it's okay. Uh, surfer, okay. Let's uh, uh, motorcycles. You know, Ghost Rider. Like, you know, what I mean. So I feel that yeah, he has it's his hand right. In a we need of these different yeah, things.
0: like we need Luke Cage or we need he do Black Panther when it was you know
1: right. like based around the Black Panther movement and civil rights movement. Yeah, X Men's is a civil rights movement.
0: But at at the same time, though, um, like I get what you're saying. But if culture is your argument, so let's say like like he has eye on the culture. Mm-hmm. He responded, did this and did that. When culture shifts, those characters become irrelevant.
1: And they just make new characters. The Marvel made new characters, but 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 DC, you can but, you can argue DC has they've had this they have were very stagnant. You had a giant Superman, giant like barrel chested Kurt Swan Superman until Neil Adams yeah, came along. But but Marvel. He,
0: but the point I'm getting at though is that if culture created Black Panther. As soon as the 60s are over, the relevance of Black Panther should fade. But Black Panther didn't fade. Mm-hmm. And why didn't Black Panther? Well, we can argue Black Panther really didn't come back until Marvel Knights, which was, yeah, what, 2000? Sure. Like 99, 2000? Yeah, they,
1: they a few different series here and there. And I think that's yeah. because
0: I think what happens is, is the writer— Hunter's Prey. The prestige <laughs> format, what? obscure black, right. pa- which never—I I thought I was going to go up in value because I think that's like right. maybe the second best Black Panther story. No one cares, right. but anyway, no cares. nice, size. <laughs> well, I, yeah,
1: I, I think that's the thing is, and I think that's what, and you know, I know we may talk about like Titans. Like, I don't know why people like this Titans concept. I think it's because Jeff Johns liked it, and now Jeff Johns is just like pushing it. Yeah. So when writers come onto the series, like when I'm reading Flash right now. I'm reading Joshua Williamson Flash because he read all the Wally West Flash with me. He's my age, and he's writing it, and I'm like, "Oh, good." Yeah. So I kind of feel that there's sometimes there's part nostalgia, and then there's then there's part relevance. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, the, point, the new the, Black Panther series is
1: great, the, and, and the Marvel Knights was great.
0: The point I'm getting at, okay, is that everyone was was responding to culture, hmm. so every company was making characters. Responding to culture, uh, that's what entertainment is. Entertainment. I think Marvel was the only com-
1: like in in comics. That was the only company that was doing that. There really wasn't well, that much of a DC the, movement. Well, they, they changed Wonder Woman's outfit to we, be like. We a- had
0: DC. We 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 had Black Lightning. We 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 Wonder had Wonder Woman
1: was in her mod outfit, which we, I really love.
0: We had it characters. It we had Superman go through drastic changes because culture shifted. So so these these creators that came on to DC were of the culture, okay? And they shifted the look of the characters. They shifted the attitude. The uh, DC in whole uh, pivoted to become responsive to culture, which was later in the game, but that's what Crisis was all about, to to streamline it to yeah, respond to culture.
1: I think that the only time DC pivoted was Neil Adams in the 70s with Dead Man, uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. And well, well, Green Simple Arrow Batman. is, and, then
0: it's and Green Arrow, I would say Green Arrow, easily right the most prog- uh, progressive book of yeah. that entire era. But I mean, it's it, all including bread, Marvel, but
1: it took twenty, it took fifteen, twenty years right. where Marvel but, did it, it, never stopped
0: doing it. But the and thing
1: stands a major part. of Well, what happened? That, the relays.
0: point I'm getting at though is that Black Panther and Ghost Rider were able to to stay in the game because other people picked up the work and made it good. See, mm-hmm. uh, there and yes, you know, he didn't create Ghostwriter. No, he wasn't I'm even sure. editor in chief. Mm, maybe no, I don't know. I don't th- well, I, I mean, I yeah, guess,
1: I guess I, the big the, the genesis is this. I mean, my argument is that the the business game got too big, too fast, and then he left to like expand the marketing and the culture and he 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 became and then created and then he well then he did create his he was Funky Flashman. That's what Jack Kirby drew him later, and Mister Miraculous like this. <laughs> he does become a caricature and a parody of himself, but I feel that... But like, uh, the it, entire industry was... I feel was, like it's partly yeah. genuine, though. I feel like when I hear him talk or his speeches or these different things when I hear him talk, I don't know, man, there's something in it that I just feel that like that's like a a full, like, storyteller person, you know? Well,
0: I he got... I believe St. Lee was... Look, I think if you tell a lie enough times, you believe it. And Stanley definitely seemed to tell the lies a lot because if you believed what he was saying, he, like, and, and this is, and this is where, look, I get it. Lee, in his later years, I'm just going to jump real quick. There was a cry for him to get help because people who are on the inside knew when these people were like, was Tom McFarlane. Like Tom McFarlane had intimate knowledge that Stanley was in real trouble. He tried to, to pull him like, to safety almost, okay? And, you know, what we can see in some of, like, McFarlane's social media. This is... The Stain Lee that just passed is a different Stain Lee, okay? The Stain Lee going 20 years ago, okay, this was an individual that everything he stood for, everything that he built, the practices that he he favored, created Image Comics. See, we had Marvel's seven best guys ever leave over the practices that was created by Stane Lee. And one of those practices was, you don't get any credit, I decide what credit is given. Okay? Now, it's like, do I believe that Tom McFarland from 20 years ago would be friends with Stane Lee? Not in any case because Stain Lee was the establishment, Stain Lee stood for brushing these guys underneath the rug and stomping on them, and not giving. And so part of what made comic books comic books were like the the power of the creators, and the creators were these rock stars in our world, because they put so much into the page and into the panels that you know, there was no prerequisite for it. It's not like there was a job description. These, There's no
1: blueprint. There, there was no...
0: These guys, that's what I think
1: is... That's what is why it's going to be argued forever.
0: Yeah, these guys were in competition with themselves for greatness. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think if you were to tell anyone that the, the work you do now is going to get stolen by someone else, you're, you might get money. Like, you might be financially fine. But you're going to see this person do shit with your work. Okay, they would never agree to do it. They would never. They would sacrifice the money to know how Stanley spoke about them. Okay, like and and that's that. I think that's a huge point that people are missing. Stanley capitalized on good faith, and people who trusted him to do the right thing, even when he was at odds with Marvel, suing Marvel. Suing <laughs> so for the spider money, like mm-hmm. from from yeah. the movies and, and stuff like that, but he never sued on behavior well, Don't you think that's up, interesting? Up, up like up.
1: karmically, like the, that. It, he he set up the he set everything up. Now merchandising and the beat it happened to the Beatles as well. Where the Beatles like had a manager who just didn't know just like stupid super, super merchandise, Miller. um, and mer- didn't know how to merchandise. And then everyone made a ton of money off of Beatles merchandise, and and they yeah. didn't make any money. But look, but, but uh, Stanley actually like created a model, and then was kicked out and then made no money and from
0: well so i don't he- know i don't know if he created the model the model really didn't get created until Viacom became yeah. be- became a part of the picture like you're you're conflating you're you're conflating early like 40 something Stanley lee writing marvel uh writing marvel comics hustling making a name for himself essentially wanting to become an like an author, like a Stephen King, that was his like one dream right. to write a, a book, novel. yeah, mm-hmm. to write like a novel. Because I think that that right, that's a direct quote. Like, I'm oh yeah, he sure talked he, about it all the yeah. time, and okay. then he
1: created right by to, accident, like to, the universe.
0: And if we jump ahead, like fifteen years into the eighties, uh, Marvel had become a corporate entity. Marvel was even at that point potentially being purchased by Disney, even back then. Even even within the '80s, Viacom came in and created the arm of animation and created a proper merchandising like force that technically, in my opinion, didn't get viralized until the mid '90s. You know, with you know, with the merging of Toy Biz and and they they really became a powerhouse at that point through the animation and through that. And it took them another ten years to become. Big enough that that uh, Disney would want to purchase them, and it was it was the strength of the movies. But 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 in no way was Stanley an architect. It, like I I think even now with this discussion, like you're you're giving this dude credit for corporate business operations and and bottom line no, driven shareholder. Exactly. I
1: I think that I think what I'm the credit that I'm giving to him is I think that by the different moves that what I've seen him do with some licensing deals again it was all all of this was no blueprint a lot of it was by accident a lot of it was well, just, there was no
0: licensing industry when he wrote fantastic yeah
1: War. and and there was no royalty concept they're like oh i'm going to put all these images of these stock images yeah. of 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 hulk and, you well, know, and yeah but,
0: and no one and people made deals and technically Lee is guilty of this like you make deals you sign contracts you all know your character is going to be a billion dollar movie franchise mm-hmm. in 30 years like you don't know that. Right. It's not a thing. It's you not don't, something that, that you was ever really like right. laid out. the so. Schuster's serves into this issue like it, there 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 has been some real battles with mm-hmm. you know um
1: I I mean yeah. I, I give him credit from like the basic concept of I just truly believe that he's like okay, uh Bruce Banner, uh he's Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde and like like I, I feel that he made everyone human. I still have a disconnect on DC characters because they're all gods. Yeah. And every single Marvel character is a messy human, which I can relate because I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest messy. Yeah, human no,
0: here, I, so. I I I agree with that take. So, so just- but,
1: but I feel that everyone like is so quick to rush that he didn't come up with a like. There's no way that he came up with these handful of concepts, and then I understand that it may have evolved out. So I feel that like I think later Marvel stuff, but I think the original blueprints of FF of. Uh, you know, that's basically him and his wife and his friend, you know what I mean? And yeah. Jack Kirby is the thing. He's a curmudgeon. Like, mm-hmm. so I get it. Like I get that, yeah. but I which feel is... that
0: <laughs> Jack Kirby around is the thing, which is yeah, awesome. It true. is. It's I mean, true. I know. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny,
1: but then when you look at um, him around issue 50 and that's where, that's where people get argue, uh, like where they're, yeah. Stan was out doing stuff and then, came yeah, back so, and then so, started so real quick. Over so, top. so
0: maybe like to narrow down your contention. Your your contention is that you know the blueprint that Stanley created or was a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, like was significant. I like, believe was, all the
1: early early stuff. Yeah. And the reason why Ditko left, he, did, he because he was doing too much in the thirty issues thirty to four. Yeah.
0: Well, Ditko also potentially had. And look, look, I play devils. Like I play both sides for some of this. Okay, um, they go. You, you can potentially had psychological issues. Like he, you know, he. Um, if you look at his later work, it did become. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to say not good. I would just say confusing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just it wasn't on point, and that could be because he didn't have like the Marvel bullpen, the Marvel editorial. As, as like a guiding hand, like he was kind of really. I mean, even with like with the question, it, it kind of goes on and on with him. But I mean, he did have a good run on Doctor Strange, which was like maybe yeah. his least great. Uh, I mean, the best thing—the
1: best thing to watch with any Steve Ditko stuff—you can go watch the uh, the Jonathan Ross documentary, "The In Search of Ditko." It's on YouTube. It's thirty minutes. It's fantastic. Yeah, and it'll give you kind of a breakdown. But I feel that the, that that the what I feel that everyone slams over when it became the Kirby Ditko thing twenty years back, yeah, the, I understand that. But like, there really wouldn't. He had to go out and spread the like spread the word in a yeah. way culturally. So, so he did leave the operations to a certain extent. I don't. I still believe that him, and I know there's rumors that his brother Larry, he scripted a bunch of stuff. Well, and, that's
0: that's the worry,
1: Walt Disney
0: argument yeah. as well and then what's, you know, what's the guy that i uh, works that guy I, Ib works yeah but see uh if <laughs> i works who um the animator of oswald the lucky rabbit he was a uh he was a workhorse mm-hmm. but but here's the thing though uh disney was smart enough to separate the two like meaning that disney was like hey we're doing it this way we're doing it my way like, like he dictated and he cut a workhorse and it was kind of like, hey, I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. Like, where's my piece of pie? And Disney's like, well, I paid you, leave. And right. yeah, that was some of the contention for that. And, you know, some of it's like the actual, um, maybe the look of Mickey Mouse. But then again, you're being paid. You're being paid to come up with something. You, you come right. up with a couple circles. Right. You call it Your Mickey Mouse. Worker. Yeah, it's like this and that. But the difference is 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 like again it's hard to compare the two because the atmosphere of Marvel at the time was that it was it's it's almost like you're you're in a room of cigarettes and coffee and people are just (laughs) like man like yeah and people are just throwing ideas onto a table and then someone takes all of the paper that's on the table and shuffles it and says, This is we got this here. This is this character. This is this storyline, you know, and it's it now it's just chaos. But that's that's the way it was done, mm-hmm. so we're not following any like there's no email chain to go back to now, right? right, right. Now we have those things, but but the point, um, I did want to ask you, and I did want to make like maybe one final point by saying it, but I wanted to ask you because I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. If you were if someone because like we, we can we can say like you you've read it all, right. Marks right at all. Okay. (laughs) If someone needs to understand Stan Lee through Mm -hmm. the work, what what are they reading? What are they going right now to go buy? Um, I would say
1: the first Spider-Man run. That's it. If you were buying, if you were buying stuff, I'd say that like if you just go get the first Marvel Masterworks or like the first. Which is, I think, the first 10. I believe when they had them, it used so to be Spider-Man, the first. So Spider
0: Man, like 1 through 10.
1: Spider Man 1 and 10, and it has the annual in it. And the, and the Marvel okay. Masterworks 1, I'd go FF. Um, I'd Fantastic Four, go, 1 through 50. Yeah. Like, potentially Hulk, one,
0: 1 through 100. But Hulk, X Men, yeah. and
1: so, then I think, you
0: know. I so so the early it. issues of all the marquees. Mm-hmm. What yep. about out, outside of that? Like, anything. Because um, I kind of would say the. Silver Surfer graphic novel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the and that, I'm forgetting what was the full name of that. Was it just?
1: I think it was just. I think it was just Silver Surfer, and then they, I think they put out Silver Surfer GN, Silver Surfer. Yeah,
0: like, I think it got rebranded yeah. as it got reprinted. Well, that was a
1: comeback. Like that was when I don't know if he left and came back, but that was a, a newer yeah. Kirby style. Yeah, um, it was recently recolored, and it was. I don't
0: like the recoloring. As much, I but, don't like any of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You, were, I think you and I somewhat are a purist when it comes to coloring right? yeah i mean i, I don't like it you know like i don't even like it. we were you were talking about lace to cut you off real quick this episode of all my different editions of watchmen mm-hmm. because i yeah. own like a stack of watchmen um,
1: seeing three yeah in front of a- me. and
0: yeah. i and i kind of know the differences from one to the next i want the john and, higgins
1: i same thing with the killing I, I want me. the i want the john higgins coloring
0: they just came uh side tangent real quick they uh because I was at the comic shop today, Mark recommended a book to me. I go to the comic shop to buy it, and they don't. And they only have issue two, and no one can tell me anything about issue one, even though I know at that point issue one was in reprint. And
1: it's pretty popular. It's pretty yeah popular.
0: But I and I you know at the time it was skybound. Like how do you not order up on skybound? It's one of the, the few recognizable things. But anyway, um, there's a like large. Absolute edition now of the Killing Joke, which is like this thick. It's like huge. It's Uh, it's a giant edition. It's like a sixty dollar edition, but it's huge. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, but the thing is, I'm looking at this thing, and usually when I see something like that in the shrink wrap, I'm like, why isn't it not open? I need. I would. I need to flip through it. Not that I'm even gonna buy. I just want to like see the pages. And I had no desire to even crack, to do any, to even grab it, to even touch it. Cause I'm like, why is it that big? <laughs> like, it doesn't, it's, it's not like, it's maybe one of the best stories ever, but. Maybe it was the size that Brown drew it,
1: I guess. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's an artifact edition, like where they. It's do not,
0: no, it's not, no. So Cause the artifacts are, are
1: like. They're as the, big as the comic page. Yeah, is, they're huge. They're, no,
0: this is just a, it's a DC reprint. It's a new edition. No it's it like in the slipcase. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it ju- it must have just came out, but it's the weirdest thing to me because I'm like, it's stop reprinting that. It's it's, it's, it's a sixty-six like 60, page, right? I'm like, it's like prestige format. It's I was gonna say sixty-four pages, right? That no, was it's not even yeah. okay. So I I was more than forty-eight balancing. I gave it, I think it's like yeah, and that was a little bit of my attitude. I'm like, why does it have to be this big? It it it's a little book. It's a little story. And <laughs> I was it. like, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it's more than a dollar a page. Like right. the retail, right. you're spending a dollar a page, and I don't know. Then I'm thinking like, oh, does it have cool supplemental stuff? I'm like, I don't care because the no. pages are so well made. Like the sketch of the, it's like almost like when I see sketches of Watchman pages, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, no, I like the page is perfect. The sketch doesn't help me in any nuance between the two. Yeah, I mean, I do have Absolute Watchmen, but then they're like, you can
1: read the whole script. I'm like, yeah, I've skimmed it, bro. I'm yeah. not looking at it, you but know.
0: It's, it's the same as, like, there is a uh, Artifact Edition of Dark, the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating because you see, like, cutting and pasting. Right. and so the Artifact is so... So one thing
1: we realize when we're listening to these things <laughs> yeah, is we, we, have, we, we go, go in tangents. bad tangents. We go in tangents, but then we also never explain what things are. So an Artifact <sighs> Edition is literally their... It's doing a, a high resolution scan of the actual artwork before it's been corrected, color corrected, like yes, yeah. you can see and they retail it
0: for about two hundred. Yeah, okay, and, and then and, they
1: sell out, and then they go for five hundred. Like yeah, almost they go. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, I think it's that crazy. the next one of those for anyone who wants to invest, there is a Tom McFarland one for Spawn. Okay, that is not artifact, but he did his own. That just like, he just copied the format for his Spawn mm-hmm. pages. That's going to go through the roof. That's going to just go bonkers right. because, you know, his early spawn work now is just becoming more and more impactful. Like, I think as mainstream comic book art degrades, the, believe it or not, the image era now is becoming this, like, glowing city mm. on the Shining Hill type thing where people are saying, you know what? I think Dale Keown's pit had a point. <laughs> <laughs> because they're looking at, not. like, they're looking at the modern whole comic and, like... We think Pitt had a point every every six months for one of these issues. It took me four years to do an eighteen page story arc. But anyway, uh, and and the Pitt is uh, just look that one up, people. Uh, But so people are looking at the original Stanley Rump, but but there's nothing after. There's not because something just got reprinted. That did spark my interest, mm-hmm. and it's the, the stainly reimagines the DC universe that is now an omnibus. Yeah,
1: I mean, to me, I don't, I, I get it. Like, I, I've never been entertained. With Some it of them later. are bad. Well, because I feel well, there was, and so there was a series. It, I was on Marvel U, um, to the Marvel Universe, seven ninety nine a month. It's um, an it has thirty thousand comics. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, so worth
0: the money. You were not worth a A
1: million percent. So I went on and I and I looked at. And I just kind of – and the backup stories were actually a little bit better. So they had What If Stanley Met His Creations, and they did a, What If Stanley okay. Met Spider-Man, Silver Surfer. I Hulk. like that stuff. It was pretty good, and they had yeah. good, good art teams on it. But it was very um, – it was so on the nose, but not even like cleverly met, It was just kind of bad. And in the back they had – uh Joss Wheaton did a story with Michael Gatos which was great. Mm. we we'll these like different yeah. comic book people that were like the same people from different dimensions and they, they meet the, Stanley who's like a janitor. Yeah.
0: Which is which is the um the Marvel universe inside the the human head, inside the brain. Right. It, inside super I inside baseball. Say, I would say it's one of the um like yeah, like inside baseball comic book creator tropes mm-hmm. that everyone embarks on. And you know, like even point. like even going, not Yeah, even going into again, we'll reference uh Alan Moore again, when Alan mm-hmm. Moore was running Supreme for Rob Liefeld <laughs> and they go they literally have like an issue inside the brain of Jack Kirby. Right. He's okay? God and they go into God, it, Yeah, reigns. it's like the but it's it's
1: it is Or Grant Morrison and they meets or Enelman meets Grant Morrison. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And and I, I think that, um if that's I think that's one of his biggest contributions. Like to cycle back into what Stanley has done, Mm -hmm. I think that is pure imagination. That is Willy Wonka in my eyes. It's so crazy. It's so much fun to think about. And I think it's it's a concept that it like technically like Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country maybe was like maybe at the end or inside the brain of Gene Roddenberry. That's the way I always like read that. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. It still doesn't make that movie any any better but yeah i mean i
1: can't even i i pretty much go to that maybe that's why i hold in such reverence i read those at a certain time in my life and when you when you make the joke at and i said it to my brother a few times it's like yeah man I, i've read everything and he's like what do you mean i'm like yeah i never I read everything yeah. like which, I, yeah which is through the app or you know through my masterworks when it was coming up i had a good masterworks collection i sold it like i had like yeah. the first like, yeah 28 I know. volumes of masterworks yeah. some of those are out.
0: definitely like, up there now. Yeah, I'm, I sold them all. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it, was no, worth, it was worth it. You have like. to you have to shed your skin sometimes. So, outside of that, is there anything else people should uh, – any lecture, anything that you think that they can track down on YouTube that yeah, would you help them um, understand a little bit more about Stanley? Watch some of the Stanley stuff where they have some of his college, like, talks
1: where he yeah. talks about, like, himself, the war, um, creating Marvel Comics, working with people. So I think that stuff is really really good. I I, I like some of his different speeches he's made around. Um, I did bring. I don't know if you, we want to do this in a different segment or
0: put it. Yeah, into yeah this. you said you had a couple audio clips. Right. Of- so
1: there's a audio of, um, and I guess this was just like a public radio thing, but somehow it got to stand. So when it was 1980, maybe 85 or 87, something like that. But it was it was it was Jack Kirby's 70th birthday. And this has already been somewhat contentious that at that even at that time, there was a little bit of warring going on of who did what yeah
0: um because and and also in context, the comic book industry scaled mm-hmm. like the it wasn't what it was back then like it more attention more more like comic book, you can technically argue outside of like sales equals royalty like you know outside the money you would get from books themselves selling. Mm-hmm. The actual industry itself has nothing but grown since the 60s, like outside, like I said, outside of issue sales. Like, if we take away issue sales, but even comic right. books now are more relevant now than they ever were. Like, mm-hmm. they're totally embedded in people's hearts and minds. Right,
1: and I think creator, I think yeah. with... Neil, outside of issue sales. Yeah. Well, Neil Adams yeah. had a like, huge part in the creation after... The Superman movie. And he made sure that the original creators, you know, Simon Peter yeah, got paid. And yes, he went to court with them. and He paid for a lot of their law. You know, I mean, he paid for a lot of the lawyers himself. Yes. So during that time, that's when things kind of shifted a little bit, and that was probably like in the wake of some of that, where he, I don't know if he helped Jack. Yeah. Well, things. I remember
0: one of the low hanging fruit arguments, and and this is not <laughs> this is not me favoring um, the creator. But, yeah, you know, they would say things like Jack – it's so hard It's so hard to discuss Stanley without talking about creator rights and some mm-hmm. of those issues in, com- in comics. This has been our argument. Yeah, for and, and someone like the, the Jack Kirby stuff. It's just funny out. how some strict Jack Kirby beefs are linked to Stanley and they're not related. So, like, the point I'm getting at is that part of, like, the Neil Adams struggle was like, hey, you got to return the original artwork. You got to return oh, the yeah. original artwork to, to, to these guys. And it's kind of like w- w- why the company paid for show me in the contract where we owe it to them. And mm-hmm. that's that's a little bit where I'm just like, I get it. It's more of a spiritual argument. It's more like, hey, creators, like the guy who drew the picture should own the picture. And it's like, no. Like maybe yeah. now that's those are in contracts. but. Not not in the 40s, 50s, 60s, even the, the, the 70s.
1: They no, used to throw them out. They used right. to throw them out. Yeah,
0: they, you they, they say you used to use them for, like, cutting boards, for, oh like, my. the people. You know, and look, I get it. you're When you're working at some of these companies, I mean, how many books was Marvel publishing, let's just say, in the mid-70s? How many books monthly? I don't even know. 60? Probably a good amount. I would say over 100. Yeah. Over 100 monthly titles. Could you imagine... The, the scanning, like, the photograph room of the original artwork they had coming in, mm-hmm. and the person, like, organizing every, like, they would just be like, oh, I'm done with this batch. Wherever it goes, I'm never going to need it again. Right, we, right, right. We, we, we shot the microfiche film from it. Right. like it's, We don't need it. We, we don't need it.
1: There wasn't really a yeah. reprint or bookmark it.
0: Right, we don't need it. I'm, I'm here to just to do my my job so I can pay mm-hmm. my bills. I, I'm not, think, so I, I 100% get it, but then again, side note, Like to, because we're talking about other things here. There are stories of people. I think one wasn't one of them. Walt Simonson visited Jack Kirby and got original Thor artwork from Jack Kirby. Like someone, someone that eventually worked on Thor lived in Jack Kirby's neighborhood. Went to Jack Kirby's house to meet him to talk about comics because the parents were friends or something. And Jack Kirby, every time the kid came over, he would give him like original pages. Right. And it wasn't even a concept that so,
1: would be valuable. Right. Originally. So it's even right.
0: like Jack Kirby himself <laughs> like <laughs> didn't value his he just gave it away to right. some kid. Right. Okay. But so like there's conflating arguments. I think within the realm of Stan Lee, there's equal arguments that are conflated. But of all the headline I think we'll de- depart on this real quick. Mm. Okay, and we're not done with Stanley. We're going to do a more Stanley episodes. <laughs> everyone, one hundred percent, because Dream Warriors is long-form conversation. We just Steve don't do it. episodes and move on. We we want to marinate in these topics. But here's, but I like. I'll make this point, and we'll 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 kind of cut it. It's Stanley eventually meant something to a lot of people. Mm. And it's a little bit of like it's not a cult of personality. It's not a false idol. Stanley became a symbol of creation and you know like loving what you do and pursuing things and taking chances and and you know like kinda um you know in all having a love in life. Now I think that is his biggest impact, but there's there were sacrifices of other people, and and we can use the argument of the Marvel cameos for some of it, mm-hmm. to where like he's he's in Captain America, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's in all of the X Men movies, and the one of the creators of Wolverine dies along the way of the X Men like movies, and mm-hmm. we don't even know his name. We know his name, but where's his cameo? and that to me is always um, one of the sticking points and i think that's i think both columns there mm-hmm. should should be addressed equally the guy inspired uh, generations of people he will move forward he he helped you're right he he helped transform our culture but there was a price to be paid and, and people people were sacrificed along the way mm-hmm. some of them being some some of the most creative minds you and I have ever seen like or ever had the joy to um to turn the pages of right like Jack Kirby being one of them but the list does go on and on beyond Jack Kirby you know, like uh he but Stanley also was surrounded by ge- geniuses he was surrounded by greatness
1: yeah it literally is this like a, a perfect storm um and and the, and part of it is too is i, I think that So the other part of it is you can argue, like, the the Ditko, where he would change the story, give them back, and then he'd script over it. Yeah. So, like, the the biggest, the the most famous Spider-Man storyline, essentially, is him underneath the rubble and then standing up. That wasn't supposed to be seven, eight pages long.
0: Which is also why some of the panel descriptions describe what the panel is. Mm Mm-hmm okay because it, it the, the writer's figuring it out as he's going along like right. it's a, like you get it's almost like a stream of consciousness the the, cap, right, right. the earlier captions were the writer telling the story to himself so right. he knew but like, if it wasn't interesting
1: what, to the artist like the artist would just send in what it was and there wasn't any time yeah, and but, then then Lee's like okay I'll just script over this so i kind of feel that there is there was a, a a crazy um and because it got busy yeah there was no time, you know, so the artist just, and then, or there wouldn't be stuff. So the argument, the Kirby argument is that Sam was just gone. Yeah. So he's like, well, I just have to, okay, uh, fantastic for doing this.
0: <laughs> so, you know, Here we go. Here's 20 pages. And yeah. then,
1: and then he gets back and then Sam has to fill it in or somebody's writing yeah. it. Somebody's well, writing but it.
0: But at the same time though, it's, it's a little bit of like, again, people have to think, think of some of the business operations, meaning that. Let's say you're Jack Kirby. Stan St. Lee's not there, and 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 this is an argument for Stanley. Lee, okay? Uh, you have an idea. You're like, hey, Fantastic Four, build a bicycle. This you know, in, in this issue, and it's like, oh uh, no, it's got to be a, a cosmic, but like, it's got to be a cosmic bicycle. <laughs> it's got to be this. It's got to be that. And 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 the artist back then could draw at a true clip. Meaning that uh, they, you can draw 22 pages in less than 12 days. Like these guys did more than two pages oh, a day. Yeah,
1: I'll do some Kirby. We should do a Kirby episode. I'll do some Kirby research because some of his yeah.
0: production but, is oh, ridiculous. Well, yeah, uh, he, he drew a year's worth of comics before going into the war. So while well, he was overseas, Jack Kirby books could come out. It's <laughs> it's amazing, okay? But, but the thing is, though, um, at that point, though, it's like you wanted to keep your job. Dicko mm-hmm. wanted to keep his job, Jack Kirby wanted to keep his job, so on and so forth. Right. So like you you knew what to elaborate and what to do within a Marvel style to keep your job because if you couldn't do it, you wouldn't work. they would right. be like you're look, what you're There's giving no me, yeah, like what you're giving me is, is trash. Like you, you have to go, we have to mm-hmm. have someone else. And I think someone that is what sanely created. It's almost like the culture and the consistency that was required of that group of geniuses. But equally, the geniuses also were able to respond and not be, like, their hands held. They were able to respond to, like, again, like the hippies, like, with the culture of the company itself. Mm -hmm. So that was probably fostered by St. Lee. I don't know enough about the outing of him, like, the mid-'70s. To, like, the 80s, Stanley. Mm-hmm. It's almost, to me, it's, like, early Stanley and then 90s on. But there's, like, I would say, like, two and a half decades that I'm not clear about. That I right. think this is what, like, I would like to do yeah, we'll get deep, into like a deep event. dive on. Yeah, we'll into Right, well,
1: decade by decade. Stanley did this this
0: year. Yeah, I, you know,
1: like. That's interesting. I mean, listen. That's actually pretty cool. This is a, you know, when you say call personality, that's very, you know. I thought of the Living Color song, but the yeah. um it's a, <laughs> it's a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. It's also CM Punk's entrance music WWE by right. the way. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. that would be interesting to see that. But again, like that you know, this was just like completely uncharted territory. It all so much of his accident. Yes, he's in a room with these geniuses and and then yeah, yeah I never thought about like uh, I need my paycheck one Friday, so let me draw some. Here's Doctor Strange. You know, here's some Doctor Strange pages. Oh sure, <laughs>
0: sometimes rents do. Um, here's yeah. eight pages, of Doctor Strange. I really uh, here you go. I like, think geez. that's what it was for everyone, and and to some point, I still think it is. I still think I still think yeah. a lot of the elder abuse um, claims around Stanley mm-hmm. were about his daughter who never worked. Right? Like I don't think she ever had a job. And she got pretty messy. And and she kinda yeah, yeah, like was a little bit vampire. But even from his daughter's perspective, it's like like I need to live, I need to do stuff. You know, and and people will do amazingly creative things out of desperation when their backs are up against the wall, and some people will do. Again, samely in his elder years, which does yeah, it does upset me. It really does. But then again, Mozart was dumped in a uh, nameless grave report. Right, but sorry We'll leave it with that. <laughs> Dream Warriors 103, beat and on. We're out.